Hello and welcome to this week's Golf Alternative podcast, the only podcast out there that gives you the very best in PGA Tour betting tips and the very best in alternative music picks. So every week we have a playlist which we put out on Spotify. Uh, you can hear it afterwards, uh, link it to the podcast, etc. We like to have some very varied uh, tunes on there. We've had a few varied tunes over the years, so um, or over the year, I should say. So yeah, um, always uh, always some great music. So so last week, where were we last week? Goodness, okay. So um, it was, uh, of course, it was the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, and um, it was another win for Tony Fee now. He can't stop winning now. So, uh, um, yeah, Big Tony is uh, absolutely flying at the moment. So, you know, not to, uh, not to put too fine a point on it. He's uh, enjoying the purple patch of his career. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, well... Um, a pleasure to see him play like that. So uh, anyway, as you know, we always have guests on the show every week and um, delighted this week to have another guest joining me. And this is a very exciting guest. Uh, first time he's been on the show uh, and um, very, very excited to have him on. So um, it's a warm welcome to, uh, I think, um, in the words of the Times, was it Sam um, Golf's uh, greatest parodist? Uh, Sam, um, Sam Harrop, how are you, Sam? Premier Paradise, but we'll we'll take greatest. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm Sorry. good. Thank you, Martin. Yeah, uh, uh, I knew I'd muck that line up somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Sam, uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you. Ever since I started this podcast, obviously uh, mixing golf and uh, music, um, you were someone I really wanted to get on. But uh, uh, I believe Monday night is normally your uh, tennis night, so I guess I need to ask you how, how your backhand is. Are you are you normally double-handed backhand? Or, uh... Oh, no, I, I've got a, I, I've not got a very good backhand. I, I'm a very sort of slicey. Slicey one-handed backhand, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not particularly great at, at tennis, to be honest. Just like golf, really. But I, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's good fun. It's just it's a it's a good excuse to kind of get out and a bit of fitness and stuff. Um, and yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's worked out well. I had a night off the tennis tonight, and I could join you. Yeah, well, um, as I say, it's fantastic to have you on and uh, looking forward to talking to you about um, music, more music and uh, some golf along the way. So um, so as we always do on, on the podcast, Sam, we sort of re recap uh, what happened last week in, in the world of golf. Um, we had a couple of great events uh, uh, on the PGA Tour and um, DP World Tour. And I was just saying before you were... Uh, uh, joined in that, uh, and I suppose this is prophetic timing for you to be back on. That uh, um, Tony Fee now doesn't know how to stop winning at the moment. <laughs> so uh, um, it's uh, it's a long time since you uh, penned that first tune of yours, isn't it? What what do you make of Tony's run for at the moment? It certainly is. I mean, to be honest, you know, he had obviously that that run for you know throughout kind of what 2019. Uh, 2020 where he just had all those close shaves and he just got thought oh, when's it going to happen for him but at the same time you, you kind of had that feeling that when he did finally win the floodgates you know would open and obviously they didn't immediately open because he, he won you know it was obviously coming up for a year ago when he when he won uh the northern trust but but you did get the sense that at some point he was going to go on a, a bit of a run uh, once the kind of confidence started flowing, so it's good. It's great to see, to be honest. I, I, you know, I love the guy. He's such a down to earth, sort of humble, uh, just wholesome kind of bloke. He, he's impossible not to root for. I think. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree. And like you, when he when he won um, last uh, last well last uh, in the full I'd say or the playoffs, uh, it was uh, um, pretty much this time last year coming up to isn't it? Uh, I thought like you that he would push on this year. You know, I was uh, thinking uh, it would be um, uh, a big showing for him for the majors possibly this year. And, and as you say, it didn't. Uh, didn't really happen and uh, there was a you know sort of a few um shall we say uh, vague comments from commentators on the tv that he wasn't sort of uh, enjoying life on the road and um you, you know he was he was str- struggling with the sort of home and golf life balance and, and this kind of thing but uh, uh obviously it all clicked at mexico didn't it? i think it was and um, mm. yeah he's, he's been um, flying ever since so uh, so i guess the question is have you had any money on him either in the last two weeks <laughs> you know what i haven't but you know it's part down to the fact I mean obviously two weeks ago he was the favorite wasn't he and then mm. I don't know was he favorite last week or maybe maybe he was second favorite but I don't I tend to avoid the real short prices in golf just because of the you know the, you know what it's like you, mm. it's, it's more often than not that the favorite doesn't win in golf so mm. um unfortunately no I didn't profit from his uh, from his recent <laughs> spell of form can you see? Could you, can you see him winning again this year? I mean, can you see him picking up the FedEx Cup or anything like that? I or, could, to um... be honest. I think now the confidence is, you know, the confidence is flowing so much, and you know, with a few, I'll say question marks, but there's a few of the the, the sort of real top players who maybe aren't firing on all cylinders at the moment. I, there's definitely enough enough to suggest that he could come through with at least one win in the playoff series, and you know, maybe even that you know win the whole lot. It's it's certainly it's definitely fathomable. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think I mean we've seen, haven't we, with um, you know several other players, obviously over you know the uh, elite, and I guess we can still start to move Tony into the uh, elite bracket now, and um, uh, we see it that they go on these um, spurts of wins, don't they? And of course, the obvious one's been Scotty Scheffler uh, this year, but uh, uh, there's been plenty of others. Hideki's done it over over recent years, uh, and um, uh, yeah, they sort of come tend to come in bunches. Obviously, Dustin Johnson had a spell when he was un- unbeatable. Uh, Jason Day a few years back, and you, you know they sort of want to bottle it and keep it going, but it, it doesn't. I mean, I had um, uh, I think it was Niall Niall Lyons who was on the pod just after um, Sheffield won the Masters, and, and we were talking about this, and I said, you know, Niall, we might be sat here this time next year talking about when Sheffield's going to win again because he's you know hasn't won in yeah. twelve months, and, and that's that's the way it goes, isn't it? But um, at the moment, obviously, Tony's confidence is um, you know flying high and um yeah you could easily see him um uh you know adding another one between the now and the end of the playoffs so uh so you weren't on tony did you have any joy in the event were you in the hunt um for, for uh you know any place money or anything or? well i had like i think uh, several others that i've seen on on twitter I, I i did actually have money on pendrith so um right. so yeah I, I to be honest i got the sense when it got to the final round i thought it's going to be a tall order for him uh coming up against you know fino and the form he's in and also trying to get his first you know, trying to get his first win. I knew there was going to be a tall order, but, you know, so I got some place money out of that. So not a complete disaster. Hmm. Yeah, no, it was, uh, what was the 80s, something like that? So Yeah, um, I think I got 70 to 1 on him, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's, uh, that's decent. More than the more than couple of the weeks. Now, I was on... Um... Uh, Cameron uh, Champ, not Cameron Young, unfortunately. I was on Cameron Champ and Adam Scott were the two of mine who, uh, I mean, to be honest, it was a pretty pretty poor week. I had uh, uh, Kisner who missed the cut and a couple of others missed the cut as well. So I had uh, yeah. uh, I had Champ and, and Scott were the ones who were in theory flying the flag, but they, they both threw in 
one absolutely shocking round and uh, uh, I don't know what happened to Champ on Friday and, uh, uh, and and whatever happened to him happened to Scott times 10 on Saturday. I mean, that was just, you know, he after his interview on Friday, he's talking about how he's hitting the ball the best he has in, you know, two or three years. And then he, he went and just completely unraveled on Saturday and, uh, of course, comes out and shoots 65 on Sunday. So a very bizarre week, but uh, uh, it wasn't my, wasn't my week anyway. Um, uh, did you um, did, did you see much of the uh, the DP World Tour event up in Scotland? Uh, I saw, did... yeah, I saw bits of the the, the final final round. Um, it was only really the final round I sort of caught up with. But you know, once I saw Pepper in the mix, I thought, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen him mm-hmm. win that. Obviously, it was still a fantastic week for him. You know, uh, you know, basically, he's kind of, you know, locking up his card and stuff. So, yeah, I'm sure he will see it. I'm sure he'll see it as being a uh, you know, a, a great week nonetheless. But there was definitely, I mean, I, I said it on, on Twitter yesterday, you know, probably 19 times out of 20 on the DP World Tour, if you put in that kind of round, you're, you're probably going to win because uh, yeah. normally the leaders falter, don't they, on the final day in the, in, the, in the DP World Tour or certainly that's been the case this season. So it was a little unfortunate, really, or, you know, fair play to Crocker. He, you know, he, helped, he sort of hung tough, didn't he, um, you know, when he's chasing down his first win. So you got got to hand it to him. But yeah, a little, yeah. little unfortunate, Freddie. Yeah, uh, as you say, credit, credit to Crocker, and um, I, I will admit I don't normally have a bet on the the, um, uh, the European stuff, for one of a phrase. But uh, um, I did. I had a bet on Eddie. I don't know if you heard last week's podcast. Uh, I'd because um, the previous week's event had been in Hillside, uh, and uh, that's uh, pretty local to me. So I went to that event, and um, I uh, watched quite a bit of Eddie play and actually sort of chattered um to his entourage a bit uh, through through the week and uh, and it was clear and I actually said this to Dave Tyndall on last week's pod I mean I watched um on Saturday I watched his front nine and um he had 20 foot or less birdie putts at every single hole he was just sort of you know wow. green was a bit of a machine and only yeah. held one of them uh i didn't see the back nine where he actually did pick up two or three shots although he also dropped a shot but it was clear you know and again i saw a fair bit of him on sunday and uh, uh it was clear he was on the verge of something really good you know it was coming round so i uh, uh so i had a couple of quid each way on him um uh, up at the hero and as you say credit credit to crocker but like you i thought uh, uh he might uh, might wobble down uh, the last couple of holes and Eddie might uh, sneak into a playoff but uh, wasn't wasn't to be unfortunately um, but um, yeah he, he looks as you say his card's locked up and uh, he, he looks like he's getting back on track so it wouldn't surprise me to see him win over the next uh, month or so so yeah, um, yeah. so yeah a, a good week's golf and um, obviously we've got a great event to uh, preview this week uh, the Wyndham Championship which uh, uh, always now uh, takes this slot as it were in the um, uh, calendar of uh, uh, sort of uh, everyone hanging on to their card and the FedEx points and and, and what have you. But uh, but before before we get into the golf, Sam, I mean, whenever I have someone on for the first time, um, and of course specifically, uh, even more relevant with yourself, bearing in mind we've got a musical, uh, very much a musical thread in this pod. Uh, I just wanted to chat to you a little bit more about you, you know your, your musical side of things and um, how, how you've sort of ended up. Um, of course, I mean, you probably have to pinch yourself slightly when uh, you you put sort of uh, you, you know I remember you saying you put out your first. Uh, Pete's or first tune around Tony uh, with um, sort of trepidation, um, uh, you, you know, sort of uh, what's uh, 18 months back or something like that now, at a guess. And uh, uh, and it sort of led you to, uh, you know, being out in Florida in the spring and playing uh, putt putt with um, uh, Ben Arn and what have you. So, uh, um, yeah. so, so, I mean, on, on before we get into the specifics about um, obviously what, what you do these days with the golf, golf related stuff. 
it's clear to anyone who sees your stuff uh, that obviously you're a very talented musician. So, um, I, I mean, how, how long have you been playing the piano? Do you, have you got a classical background? Were you, you sort of classically trained? What was the story? Yeah. So, I, so yeah, so I, le- I started learning piano when I was uh, eight. And, yeah, I did sort of, you know, started off doing the kind of classical stuff. I did the grades, you know, sort of went up, you know, grade, you know, one, two, three, went up to grade eight. Yeah. Um, and then after that, then I went to university where I studied music. Um, and at that point, I kind of, I just kind of, did, I didn't, re- I didn't do performing as a kind of as part of my degree. But then I just started doing what I wanted to do, really, which was kind of just play songs, you know, play songs that I like, songs that I hear on the radio, bands that I like, just kind of do my own thing, and then playing around with my own ideas of songs, you know, a bit of songwriting and stuff. And then that kind of just once you start doing that, then you, you, there's, I think I just there was a lot more that I could do, do with it. Um, mm. and yeah, the, the, the golf thing obviously came much further down the line and it was just kind of a random on a random whim that I decided mm. to put something out there and, you know, and see what the reaction was going to be like. Um, because, you know, I've done a lot of, as I mentioned, I've done a lot of songwriting, I've written pieces, songs, and, you know, I haven't really got much traction from anything I've done, is, mm. you know, in, in the past. So it was, um, it was a pleasant change actually to have something that the people were like, oh, wow, I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> You know. Yeah, I mean, I obviously to say it's clear you're a really talented mu- musician. Um, uh, but you know, I'm just as impressed as the way you put the lyrics together. Uh, I mean, how long, you know, without giving any trade secrets away if you don't want to, from when you say to us online, us, us sort of viewers, if you like, uh, uh, new song coming tomorrow or, or what have you, how long would you have been working on that song and how long would it take you to put the, put the lyrics together i mean do you you know sort of i guess an age old age old question to ask a songwriter mm. is uh so the lyrics sometimes come before the song do you sort of come up with an idea to think okay i'm gonna do a song about uh tony just as an example and and you sort of write the lyrics and then think what's a tune that might fit that or is it the other way around yeah no it's generally that way around so I'll, there'll be a topic uh, there's either going to be a player or or a topic in golf which i feel deserves a song um and then you know decide on that topic and what the kind of rough narrative is going to be, and then find a song that's going to fit that. Uh, and whether that's something as, as simple as being a kind of, you know, Benny Arn, Penny Lane, you know, that that's just, yeah. you know, just slots in very nicely, or whether it's something that doesn't necessarily mention the player at all, um, or, you know, or certainly not in the chorus, you know, like, you know, I did one on uh, Rory Sabatini, which didn't even mention him. Um, yeah. So it, it depends on the kind of narrative and, and stuff, and and in terms of how long it takes, it really depends. Again, it varies from song to song. So, you know, some of them I've had to turn around really quickly just to kind of capture something that's very relevant in the golfing world. Like, for example, the Brooks and Bryson feud. You know, last year um, that was really hot for a few days, and I thought oh, I've got to get something out there now. You know, otherwise this this is just going to be passe. So I did something very quickly, and that I think I turned around in about twenty four hours. But then with other ones, sometimes I get an idea about something and I'm kind of working on it, just bits bits and bobs uh, over the course of, uh, of several weeks, just refining it until I'm kind of really happy with it. And it, it's, yeah, it kind of depends on the subject and how and how important it is to turn something around quickly, which which does vary. Do you, um, uh, a bit like, uh, you know, any, I guess, sort of a professional musician, are you always, you know, sort of, insecure that the next one despite you know you might have had a, a platinum selling album or whatever metaphorically for your for your last one uh, do you sort of worry that suddenly that the, the next one people will go oh, I didn't like that one as much as the last one or, or do you sort of feel do, do you get as nervous when you put one out now as you did when you first uh, 
sort of put your first couple out? Absolutely, yeah. No, I still get that same kind of nervous excitement when I put something new out. And and yeah, to answer your question, I, you know, I, uh, every time I expect it to bomb. You know, <laughs> I genuinely, I did. You know, after I did the first, the Tony Finau one, I, that for me, that I thought, well, that's I've peaked. You know, that's it now. Um, but there's so much demand for me to do something else that I thought, okay, I'll do another one. I, Anthony Kim was was next up, and that yeah. got us, you know, almost as as good a reaction as the the, the Tony Finau one, which which surprised me really because I sort of I saw myself as being kind of a you know, one hit wonder that I just sort of struck this ra- this random chord, which people, you know, it resonated with people. I thought that's not going to happen again, right? But it kind of did. And then, you know, and and obviously, you know, they varied in terms of success and, you know, in inverted commas uh, since since that time. But generally speaking, they've, you know, they, they I've, I've always been pleasantly surprised by the by the reaction. And, and yeah, there's always a slight trepidation when I put something new out that it's going to completely flop. And, and I haven't really had anything that's completely bombed yet, which is, which is surprising and uh, and nice in equal measure. Yeah, well, I'm still enjoying them as much as I did the uh, the first one. And sometimes I sort of, you know, I mean, it, as we get through through this pod, listeners, you'll be um, uh, you'll, you'll be sort of really make, surprised is, is the word, but sort of Sam, you know, has a really varied music taste, and, and I guess you know, and I understand why it would be from the commercial viability of what what you're doing. But uh, uh, of course, people have heard your 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 stuff you put out uh, you know in relation to golf might think oh does Sam just just like a bit of take that or or, or, or whatever but uh, obviously as you'll see as we go through through um, that is not the case so um, yeah um, so one one last question on, on that before we sort of start to move into this week's golf and uh, feel, feel free to sort of plead the fifth to this one uh, and sort of say uh, best not answer that but have, have you had anyone who's not taken one of your tunes in the spirit it was intended yet at all or uh, is everyone because I know sort of Ben Arm loves it, Tony loves it, and what have you. But is there anyone who sort of uh, you think you've rubbed up the wrong way at all yet? I don't, I don't think so. At least I haven't heard from anyone who's not liked it. I mean, there's been several who who haven't responded. You know, generally speaking, I tag the 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 player in 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 the post, and you know, several of them have you know haven't responded or you know or commented or anything. Um, you know, Rory Sabatini, Lucas Glover, a um, couple of others. So I don't know, but no one, you know, no one is. Uh, you know, no one's got in touch and said, you know, well, you know, how dare you? you? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so well, that's good. I'm sure that wouldn't happen. So uh, um, brilliant. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll chat. Uh, we'll certainly be chatting more about that as we as we move through the pod. But um, um, uh, on a golf front, because uh, obviously golf, um, you know, is very much a, a focus of yours as well, and studying the stats and what have you. And, and am I right in saying that you um, uh, you did do some um, preview writing in the past as well for? Um, um, you know, and I'm saying that very loosely because I'm probably not giving you enough credit because I think it was a very serious process of yours for a while. You um, was it um, Racing Post or Sporting Life or something? You did a few pieces in the past. Yeah, well, odd, it was Odds Checker actually. So right, uh, okay, Niall Lyons, you mentioned, I was essentially his predecessor. So yeah, um, I, I used to have my own uh, blog, uh, Golf Punters Guide. It was called, um, which I ran right, yeah. probably I want to say maybe like 2011 to 2015, something like that. Um, and, and that, that went pretty well to be honest. And then, yeah, off the back of that, I, I did some, I did some of the write-ups for, for Odds Checker and, yeah. and that was great fun. But as I'm, as I'm sure, I'm sure you'll know, Martin, it takes, uh, yeah. takes up a lot of time, doesn't it? So it does. And, yeah. And you get that pressure on the kind of, especially, you know, that pressure on a Monday where you got to turn something around quickly. And then my day job was getting busy at the same time. I was like, oh God, I can't, you know, 
that kind of extra stress of having to get an article out by whatever time, you know, sort of early evening. It just, yeah, it just became unmanageable, unfortunately. But yeah, so respect to yourself and, and others who, who've kept doing it for, for many years. Yeah, I mean, I'm still um, still just managing to juggle it all together. And then, you know, it's very, very similar, obviously, to what you've just said. I, I launched um, my, my blog. Obviously, I studied the stuff for, for many years and launched my blog. And that's led on to other stuff. Obviously, I've launched the pod as well now. And, and of course, I do, uh, uh, as regular listeners will know, I'll do bits for Sporting Life and Paddy Power and, and, and what have you, which, uh, you know, I still really enjoy it all. But like you say, it's... Um, um it uh it can get um tough at times when you you've got sort of deadlines and and obviously uh we've all got other sort of day, day stuff we're getting on with as it were so uh uh yeah so I, I know exactly where you're coming from so uh but uh, uh anyway i've managed to get a preview out for this week which some of you uh will have obviously seen by the time you hear this and uh uh and sam's got his selections as well so let's um uh let's roll into this week's event uh the Wyndham championship um and uh as i mentioned earlier it's um Obviously got its uh, um, regular spot now in the season where it's the last uh, last sort of regular tour event. Um, we have um, uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs coming from next week. Now just three events and uh, we're in um, Memphis next week as a bit of a change for the first event. But uh, um, it's um, very much a case of uh, get uh, get yourself into that one two five if you're not in it this week uh, already. We'll see uh, stuff on our screen about the bubble boy all week and... Um, uh, uh, and yeah, it's um, very much a focus on jockeying for position in, in the FedEx Cup. Uh, having said that, the winner will most likely be someone who's um, well and truly established in the sort of top uh, top seventy or so in, in, in the playoffs, and hasn't really got uh, got one eye on their, their FedEx Cup standing. Sedgefield uh, Country Club is uh, a past seventy, which um, uh, we've uh, got to know very well over the years uh, as one of those courses where your shorter hitters. Um, can thrive. It's just over 7,100 yards. Uh, we've got Bermuda Greens. It's a Donald Ross design, which gives us a little bit of synergy, having been at a Donald Ross course last week um, in Detroit. And then we'll be another one at Eastlake in, in a few weeks' time. So, uh, and a look at the winners over the years really tells you what you need to know. Um, Kevin Kisner last year, uh, JT Poston, um, Snedeker, um, Camilo Vijegas, um, Sergio. Davis Love. Um, I, I'm sure you you know this is probably a well documented fact this week, Sam. But uh, it's pretty noticeable the link between um, Sawgrass first and foremost, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Sawgrass and also to to a certain extent uh, Harbour Town. Yeah, I've been looking at which is obviously just a bit bit further sort of down down the coast in, in South Carolina. But yeah, the, those kind of tracks, you know, not not long. You know, very much demand a bit of shot shaping. Uh, tree lines, yeah. They, 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 there's definitely some similarities, and the, and the results show it. Yeah, I mean, if we look to um, expand that a little bit further, if we look at Kisner, he's been beaten in the playoff at Sawgrass. Obviously, Kisner won there last year. He's also been beaten in the playoff at Hilton Head. Uh, JT Poston has played pretty well at Sawgrass. Um, uh, Stenson's obviously a Sawgrass winner. Siwoo Kim, of course, is a Sawgrass specialist. Davis Loves uh, uh, won the players. Um, Sergio's won the players. Kimino's uh, played well at uh, Sawgrass, and, and as you say, Sam, we've got the Hilton Head link as well. Um, again, Siwoo's played well at Hilton Head. Davis Love owns Hilton Head, or certainly did back in the day. Um, uh, Snedeker, um, don't think he's won at Hilton Head, but he's certainly played well there. Uh, even Jim Herman, the year he won here, which uh, um, the event that year was played the week after um, the PGA Championship, which uh, uh, was sort of back in its 
fall or autumn series or August series position because of all the mucking about with the COVID um, situation on the schedule. So um, it was perhaps uh, not unsurprising that we had a sort of shock winner that year, the week after a major, but even Herman had produced his best um, stroke play finish of the season uh, at um, Hilton Head prior to his win here. So um, definite links, as you say, Sam, with um, uh, with, with Hilton Head as well. So, um, and I'm going to roll uh, my first um, tune for the week uh, in, in at this point. And um, uh, as, as I'm sure regular viewers of this event will know, it's uh, the Wyndham, I believe they're, well, they're a holiday company, aren't they? A travel company. And uh, they have their little, uh, um, I forget which hole it's by, but you can probably picture Sam, they have their little uh, island where they seem to have a few people sunbathing and sitting in deck chairs on oh, um, yes. yeah. uh, on the course. Yeah, so so with the holiday theme, my uh, my first musical pick for our playlist this week is um, uh, Holiday by Green Day um, from their uh, 2005 American Idiot album, which will need uh, uh, no introduction, I'm sure. A massive, obviously, multi-million selling album. And um, yeah, so I've uh, gone with Holiday uh, by Green Day as my first musical pick for the week. And um, as I say, you'll be able to listen to this on the uh, playlist when I share it out afterwards. So um, just before we move into the picks then, the betting market, uh, we've got uh, Shane Lowry and... Um, uh, I think it's Sunjay, um, pretty much um, sharing favouritism at uh, 16s. Um, Sunjay's been cut a bit to 14s, actually. Uh, you can get 18s on um, Will Zalatoris. Um, of course, specialist Webb Simpson at 22s. Um, similar price for Billy Horschel. Uh, and then um, uh, Corey Connors, Siwoo Kim, um, just after that. So, um so I'm going to, because uh, I'm I'm the one here who's gone for one of the favourites, Sam. So I'm just going to uh, make my case for uh, the, the favourite uh, that I've gone with. Um, uh, Shane Lowry. I don't know if um, Shane was on your radar at all this week, or like you say, you tend to shy away from the favourites. So was, was Shane someone who was on your Lowry at, uh, on your radar at all this week? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's got the credentials really for here totally. But yeah, just just a little too short on, on the price for me. But he's playing, you know, arguably... The best golf of his life, you know. Now, obviously, he's you know he he hasn't won for a little while, but in terms of consistency, he's the, he's he's certainly at a peak at the moment. So I, I I couldn't blame anyone for for picking him here, but just yeah, just a little short for for me. Yeah, no, I, I get that, and I guess it's one of those events where you have to be, um, you know, a little bit realistic as to what prices you're going to get on certain players because of course you haven't got any Rory's or JT's or, or, or whatever in the field um yeah. so uh, so so I guess uh, I was hoping for a little bit bigger on Shane but uh I, I just really had a strong hunch for this this week so I didn't uh, uh I decided to sort of bite the bullet I've gone two and a half points each way uh, for the eight places at 16 to one uh, and as you say he's just been playing so solidly this year without getting that win and I'm um, sure he'll be focused to look to get another win um uh this uh this this calendar year uh and um i'm sure he'll be looking to get a, another win on the pga tour because it's obviously uh, uh he's yet to really well yet to win a regular pga tour event obviously he's won the wgc and he's won the open but he's yet to win sort of a bread and butter pga tour event and he came so close at the honda earlier this year uh close again at hilton head which of course um gives us that um link we're looking to at hilton head um he's been um 13th and um eighth at sawgrass uh over his last couple of visits uh and um his uh his hilton head record is uh two third place finishes and a ninth in his last four starts there so 
um, yeah, the, the course correlation form leaps out in front of you. Uh, his iron play has um, uh, been the best it has been on the PGA Tour this this season. He's currently ranked uh, 11th uh, in approach play, um, which uh, sort of out trumps his ranking from last season, which was, again, was an improvement on the previous season. Um, so he's, he's striping it um, with the irons. Uh, and it's actually, surprisingly for Shane, the putter that's let him down a little bit. Um, he's just been... You know, one week the putter doesn't cooperate and the irons do, and then suddenly the irons sort of fall away and the putter's there, and he just he's just hasn't been able to find that week where it's it's all gone together really. So, um, but uh, although the putter's been a little bit cold at times uh, uh, of late, he's 38th uh, on the season in putting, and so we know he's a, certainly a stronger than average putter. And uh, um, my hope is that he'll come back out uh, this week, a um, couple of weeks off after the Open, obviously, and uh, uh, it'll all click uh, on the greens for him as well as um, with the iron play. So um, so every, everything points to me for, for Lowry from the point of view of uh, the correlation. You know, it's, it looks a perfect type of track for him. So even though he's not... Uh, uh, Done anything spectacular here before? Um, I uh, yeah, I couldn't resist him this week, so I'm I'm going to um, start things off with with Shane. And um, uh, the second selection, I believe, is a player that we've um, both gone with, Sam. So I'm going to uh, uh, throw the floor over to you, as it were, to tell us all about um, uh, about uh, Siwoo. Yeah. So I mean, well, his course form speaks for itself, really, doesn't it? I mean, you got going back, you know, his second. Last year, third the year before, fifth the year before, missed the cut the, the year before that, and then he won the year before that. So you're talking about four top five finishes in five starts, and obviously he's you know he's in great form at the moment. Uh, you know, coming off a of back to back top fifteen finishes in his last two starts, and then you throw in all the you know the course correlation. Um, yeah, it, it was a it was just kind of no no brainer pick really for me. You know, it's not a humongous price, but I think in this this level of field. Perfectly acceptable, twenty-eight to one, uh, which we got earlier on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you um, uh, on exactly the same price, uh, one and a half points each way at tw- twenty-eight to one. Um, he can, you know, he can blow hot and cold, can't he? And uh, you know, t- typical Siwoo, you know, having played hit so well here. Um, obviously, over the years and, and the last um, uh, three three years, um, not being out of the top uh, uh, top ten, uh, you know, probably arrive in good form and then bomb this week or something. Yeah. But because uh, uh, that's uh, that's gold for you at times. But um, you know, he's one of those. That if you weren't on him and you missed him, you'd just be sort of thinking, well, what the hell was I doing? And um, uh, he just loves this place, doesn't he? So uh, uh, where where is he at now with his? Um, timeline age-wise you know on his uh national service because that clock must oh be yeah that's a good question yeah i mean it must be creeping up. i'm not i i i don't know is he is he, is he in his late 20s now or, or early 30s no he's not he's not hit 30 yet so he's, he's in his um uh, yeah. 20s and i think um i might be um completely wrong here but it suddenly makes me think um that uh it's like 28 or 29 is there's the deadline when you have to do it so uh right i think he's just sort of you oh, know, I thought it was thirty-five, but I could be wrong. Oh, right, no, I may be, I may be completely wrong. Then, sorry. Yeah, so I don't know why I thought that, but um, um, yeah, I was um, thinking he's he's running down the clock, and then he's just going to 
go when he has to, when he hasn't uh, obviously won a major or, or managed to slip out of it somehow. Or, or yeah. Whatever. But um, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's 35. So um, if yeah, anyone knows, uh, please let us know because I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm slow. This is just what I'm assuming, but I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'm sure um, uh, someone will be able to tell us, but um, yeah, or I'll, uh, I'll, I'll Google it at some point uh, uh, and um, link it out to the pod. But um, yeah, so, so I guess that's sort of, um, you, you know, sort of, um, uh, shall we say um the, the sort of uh lurking in the rear view mirror for him as it were and um well yeah. you know as that gets closer whether that all sort of uh starts to affect his golf and i mean you look at the guys who have done that um uh some you'll know and um uh gosh who was the other user? they're so far off the radar i can't remember the name who's the other one Bay, probably yeah. Bay, that was it yeah yeah, yeah. uh and they just haven't been able to pick it up again since they've come back have they which is a real real shame no it's that i mean it yeah it does it's, it's devastating career-wise i think for for, the, for these guys unfortunately yeah um yeah well, hopefully, um, see, we will get uh, get another win before he has to go and do that anyway, and hopefully uh, this week, because um, yeah, he's obviously going to be a very popular selection this week. And uh, yeah. um, as I say, I played it, uh, played it fairly safe this week, and uh, yeah, I, I couldn't ignore him. So, uh, so we're both on Siwoo Kim. Should I introduce yeah, my? Should I introduce my? You have some music for Siwoo Kim, so I, yes, um, yeah, I do. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I'm a huge I'm a huge Ryan Adams fan, and I have been. Uh, you know, since well, probably at my sort of early 20s. Um, obviously, one of the most prolific uh, artists of, uh, of our generation um, and quite varied, actually, the, in terms of the stuff that he's, he's put out. You know, there's, stuff, there's some stuff which is kind of verging on kind of punk rock. There's, there's a lot of kind of acoustics or folk-based folk stuff. And then there's some kind of more kind of middle of the road, I suppose, um, uh, kind of rock rock stuff and, and and this particular song probably falls more into that latter category there's a song called kim um and it's he's also the the other little link with ryan adams is he's he's also a, a north north carolina uh born and bred all right um, but yeah kim is a, is a great is a great song a great kind of you know uh kind of foot tapper uh rock song um oh, i forget the name of the album it's on but um but yeah, definitely, definitely worth a listen, and I think it uh, hopefully falls enough into the into your your theme of the kind of alternate. I'm uh, open to um, I'm open to hearing new stuff. Uh, we had um, uh, Tyler Tambolin on a couple of weeks ago, uh, who um, managed to sneak some um, gangster rap stuff on, which uh, <laughs> uh, yes, wasn't uh, wasn't quite my cup of tea, as Tyler knows. So I'm not saying anything he doesn't know already. We we sort of made this little deal that. Um, uh, if I'm ever in Canada, he'll he'll get to take me to a gig, and if he's ever in England, I get to take him to a gig. So um, <laughs> but, uh, I can't imagine myself um, uh, being uh, down the front at a Drake concert, shall we say? Which is uh, uh, who he who he picked. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I'm open to other things. But uh, yeah, of course, we have a general general alternative theme. But um, uh, I don't I don't you know this song. I'm not not going to claim to be a Ryan Adams expert, but I've heard um, bits of his stuff and what I've heard of like. So. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, listening to this one. So, um, yeah. Um, and onwards we go. And um, your next uh, sort of going in betting order, if you like, um, your next selection, uh, I believe, is uh, just a few uh, few ticks bigger than um, uh, Siwoo in the odds. So I'll, I'll let you roll on with your next selection. Yeah. So Russell Henley, uh, 30 to 1. You know, he this is a player who, you know, I, I, you know, I back quite a lot, if I'm honest, maybe too much, uh, arguably. But you know he's got some uh, you know he's got some good credentials here. You know his course form, a couple of top tens, 
Uh, he shot a 62 last year during this during this event, a 63 in 2020. Um, and also the big thing is he was second in strokes to gain tee to green last week at, at the Rocket Mortgage behind, obviously, Tony Finau. So uh, I think there's a lot to like about him this week. Yeah, uh, and your your dog seems to agree. Uh, I assume it's your dog. Is that your dog in the back? Yeah, he's he's apologies for that. <laughs> no, no, that's good. We uh, we like dogs on the show, so um, he's obviously. Um, uh, I think it was that old Carry On film, wasn't it? When the budgie tweeted, "Carry On, Carry On, loving as Dave Tindall told you, was it Carry On Your Convenience?" God, I don't know. Uh, are you a Carry On fan? We often get into Carry On films on this uh, pod. I bet, <laughs> I'm not, I, I, honestly, not massively, but yeah. <laughs> well, there's one of the Carry On films. Um, actually, I think it's Carry On at Your Convenience, um, uh, where um, Sid James's wife Hattie Jakes has a budgie. Uh, and Sid James starts um, reading out the runners in the, um, uh, the the racing, the racing, the horse racing from the paper, uh, and uh, the budgie tweets uh, at the name of a particular horse. So he puts the money on that horse and horse wins so he does it again the next day and it works again and anyway this budgie seems to be clairvoyant at picking the winners basically in the horse racing so so maybe your dog is it. clairvoyant so um yeah, i hope maybe, so i hope so uh, yeah so maybe he's get, maybe he's given us the winner there with his um uh bark of approval on russell henley so um um give us your russell henley tune then because you've got russell henley tune as well yeah absolutely so i mean this one probably is stretching outside of the alternative uh if i'm honest but um uh, one of my biggest uh, musical inspirations um, as a kind of pianist, sort of singer-songwriter, is uh, a guy called Bruce Hornsby, who I'm sure you'll know from songs like The Way It Is. But anyway, he wrote this song uh, called The End of the Innocence, um, which is sung by Don Henley, um, yeah. Russell Henley's uh, uncle. Uh, <laughs> not really, no, he's yeah. no relation, I don't believe. But uh, it's a it's a really good song, really nice song. Um, you know, I love a song that's got a kind of you know running piano piano throughout it um this is a really nicely crafted song i love don henley's voice um on this song particularly um and yeah it's a bit of a bit of bit of a classic for me so uh as soon as henley made it into my picks i i i knew that a don henley a don henley song would have to come out and i i, I thought let's go away from let's go away from uh, eagles because that's that's maybe too too middle yeah. of the road so yeah I quite like the Eagles. So oh, yeah, I'm me too. Well. But, you know, I, mean, you know, I like Hotel California and who doesn't? So, uh, um, but um, yeah, again, I'm not going to claim to be an Eagles expert. But um, yeah, I'm, um, uh, again, this is another tune I, I don't know. So I'm looking looking forward to hearing it. But so I did know Don Henley was in the Eagles. That's a start, you see. So, um, but um, so coming back to your piano, then I mean, do you, um, you know, do you? Do you play music for fun? And um, if, if so, you know, if you were just sitting down at your piano of an evening, what would be the kind of thing you would sort of, um, uh, would you just be sort of noodling and coming up with something? Or would you play a bit of Beethoven? Or do you play the jazz piano? Or what, what's your style when you're just um, uh, yeah, playing for yourself, as it were? To be honest, nowadays, it's very much kind of um, like pop piano, if you like. You know, if mm. there's a song that I like, um, then I'll try and learn it. Um, I'll listen to it. You know, I'll stick it on you know on, on on spotify or whatever and i'll just figure it out um and or if there's a song that i you know I, that i've liked for a long time sometimes i just want to play an old an old song that i've liked for a long time just just for my own enjoyment and sometimes i just sit down and, and just play random stuff and make something up um and other times i come up with uh with with golf lyrics about someone so yeah it, it, it bit a bit of everything really but but yeah and less so classical nowadays i've kind of rebelled isn't the right word but i mm. i did so much classical uh piano growing up that i 
I've kind of don't really have the inspiration to play that stuff anymore. And, mm. and, and jazz has never really been my genre, um, particularly, uh, to play. So yeah, it's kind of, you know, radio piano, I'd call it. Fair enough. Uh, what, what do you think of, um, Matt Bellamy as a pianist? Uh, have you ever seen him playing piano as in the Muse, um, guitarist? Cause he does quite a lot of, uh, um, piano on, on stage and he's, I think he's self-trained, but he's, he's yeah. very, if, if you're not see, you, do you like their stuff at all? Or have you seen much of him? I'm, I'm kind of, I'd say probably indifferent, uh, in terms of music. I don't, you know, I like a few of their songs. I'm not like a massive fan, but, um, but he's a, you know, uh, incredible musician definitely yeah and uh, both guitar and piano you know he's he's obviously multi multi-talented um yeah so yeah i can definitely you know appreciate his his skills yeah no he's uh i mentioned him because i'm a bit of a fan of theirs and uh yeah i've always loved what he does on on the piano so um yeah cool um Anyway, moving on with the golf picks, and my next selection is um, Brian Harmon. So, uh, and again, he's a, another of those sort of fairly obvious picks for this type of track. Um, uh, another guy who's got um, all, all the form on the right places. Uh, he's uh, very much in the, the Kisner mold, if you like. So, uh, he's um, he's played very well at uh, the Amex the last couple of years. Um, uh, he's uh, been eighth and um, third there, I believe. Uh, and of course, that links us with the sort of um, C linked to sawgrass and obviously the peak die uh link there in relation to the sawgrass for the amex but um obviously siwoo's um uh, uh one at the amex as, as as well so you'd think that would um link well here again um He's also played very well at Sawgrass. Uh, he's had a third place at Sawgrass. Um, he's, um, um, I mean, if you look at his results last season, he was third at Sawgrass, 13th at Hilton Head, eighth at Colonial, fifth at the Travellers. So so it's uh, it's all the shorter courses or, or and all the past 70 tracks. So um, again, um, he, he just ticks all the right boxes in the right places. Uh, he's form here has been a bit hit and miss to be honest uh um he's missed a few cuts here but he's also posted a couple of top tens here over the years uh but um he comes here on the back of another solid showing at the travelers and then um obviously a really strong sixth place at the open so you'd like to think he would be uh um you know in um in great spirits uh when arriving here and um he's he's due another win i mean it's been 2017 was his last win uh which came in north carolina at the world's fargo although not at charlotte it was one of the years it was uh uh it was moved away to uh wilmington i think it was because um it was the year the pga championship was held at wells fargo but still it was a a win in north carolina which um uh obviously um for those of us who like to sort of lean on this type of stat uh gives that bit of sort of comfortability in the uh in the state as it were so mm. um and i'm very much i don't know about you sam i'm very much so, someone who likes to sort of look at the fact that a player is due another win so um uh, obviously unless you're sort of talking about your elite players um uh you know wins aren't necessarily going to come along two three times a season or even every year so um but um you, you know you have someone like henley uh, who hasn't won for a long time obviously he's due a win uh you have um, harman hasn't uh, won since 2017 he's due a win so um yeah so so he, he ticks a lot of boxes for me this week and i thought the 40 to 1 in this field was reasonably fair to be honest um so that's my my next selection. Was he was he someone was he on? I'm, I'm guessing he was on your radar because he's probably mm. on everyone's radar this week for the obvious reasons. Was it was he close to your team at all? Or? Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, I love I love a left hander for starters because I'm a lefty myself, yeah. so I've always got my eye out for for the lefties who are playing well or got the you know got the right form. 
Um, for some reason, he's one of these players. I'm sure you have players like this as well that I just never get right. You know, mm -hmm. I back him and he misses the cut. Yeah. I don't back him and he finishes third. You know, it just it, it's been like that forever with Harmon. So I, every time I look at him now, I'm just like, I just I can't be. I don't want to be bitten again. But yeah, the one thing I will say, which I do like about him, and recently came close to my picks actually, is one thing I've noticed a trend with a lot of the winners here. Um, obviously, you know, there are some exceptions to this, like JT Poston, but a lot of the winners here have been quite old. Um, you know, you yeah. look at players like, you know, Davis Love, uh, Herman, um, you know, Vijegas to some extent, you know, the, 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 most of these players, you know, kind of, in, you know, well, well into their 30s. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been several of those in, in recent years. And I don't know what it, you know, whether it's that kind of, you know, the, the fact that it's a slightly shorter course really demands a kind of, you know, more of a thinking man's game. So more a mature game. I don't know, but um, but he's you know he's thirty five. Brian Harmon definitely fits that you know fits that criteria. So I can I, I can I can definitely see I can definitely see that you know the rationale. I'm just I, I just keep I just keep getting him wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there are players like that. And actually, Adam Scott, who bit me again last week, is someone like that. So don't don't be surprised if he um, puts that one bad round last week to one side and um, comes and plays really well this week. So obviously, he was beaten in the plough here last year, wasn't he, Scott? So um, so so yeah, I'll have my head in my hands if he goes and puts all four rounds together this week. But uh, but yeah, another one. Actually, I'll, I'll mention this guy again later in context to my final pick. But another one of those sort of more mature players, as it were. You alluded to with Stenson, who. Picked pitched up here and um uh, won didn't he so um yep. yeah so so you you definitely got a point and uh um as, as, as i say i think harman's due another win so uh he's uh he's let me down um let me you know i'm sure he's got better things to do and worry about letting a punter down but he's uh, uh he's not done me any favors um uh certainly at least once this season but i was on him last year when uh um, he uh, puzzled the lights out uh, in the match play, and uh, he got a place for me. So, and that was at eighty to one or something. So he's um, nice. uh, so so he did um, uh, you know he did did me a good turn last year. So I can't grumble about him too much. But uh, but the next the next guy uh, that we're both on, and again I'll let you um, uh, walk us through, is someone that I will readily admit that I have avoided pretty steadily over the last sort of 12 months or so uh and i don't know why this week but something just made me want to back him this week so um and uh i'll let you uh, walk us through his who this is but so i'm i'm yeah sort of going in with trepidation this week so uh, uh tell us more sam yeah so harold harold varner uh the third now i i forget which event it was um earlier this season but that i backed him and he, he had a you know dreadful final round um, when he was, uh, you know, right in the heat of contention. But, you know, I feel like, again, you know, like 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 you were talking about earlier on, he's definitely a player who's due, you know, and obviously he won in, in Saudi earlier on in, in the year, but he's due uh, a PGA Tour win. Um, he's been playing some great golf this year. Um, he, he shot, you know, the, the things I've noted down here, he shot a 62 in this event a couple of years ago, so he obviously knows how to go low here. Um, he, you know, going back to the Hilton Head link, he was runner up there last year. Um, you know, it's definitely his type of course, you know, slightly shorter course, the, the demands a bit of shot shaping. And, uh, yeah, I just like, like, like you, I just, I, I feel like, I feel there's, there's some reason that I, 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 I wanted to back him this week. He's also another, he's sort of, you know, he's into his thing. He's only 31, so I suppose he's slightly, on the slightly younger end of the spectrum, but he's, Certainly, a sort of you know maturing player. Um, you know, he's had a couple of top tens here. Just 
just seemed like a good, a solid kind of middle middle of the pack pick to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, t- to me, I've, I've had to sort of slightly change my mindset um, over the last um, year or so, and obviously we're always evolving in this game, as it were. But I, I had certain players that I had a line through just because they didn't win basically and, and my view is if i don't think the guy is gonna win then I, I don't really want to be backing him at anything less than sort of i don't know 80s or 100s or, or whatever because uh obviously um uh, you, you know if, if fair enough if you want him at 250s uh not if perhaps i don't think he's gonna win is not quite the right way of putting it if i if i if i can't see them winning um then fair enough you can't see him winning at 200 to one because of course you, you know you can get a nice place but uh uh backing someone at 50 to one or 66 to one that you just can't picture winning i, I just sort of uh shied away from but uh that cost me earlier in the year with luke list um when he won um and um and, you know everything pointed to him playing well but i didn't jump on board because uh, uh, I thought I just can't see him winning in this field. You know, he's not done it yet. So why is he suddenly going to do it sort of thing? But I guess we have to, um, you know, have to accept that these players sort of develop in different stages of their, their career. And, uh, um, and you know, I keep keep plugging away on Pat Rogers, who I'm sure will win eventually. And uh, um, as you say, Luke List did finally get it right. And, you know, we saw someone like Jason Kokrak, who was down as sort of someone who didn't know how to get the job done at this level and then suddenly it clicked for him and he's become a, uh, a proven winner. And even even um, going back to Tony, you know, he obviously had the win in Puerto Rico, but uh, uh, he was struggling hugely to get over the line and, and now it's it's all clicked for him, obviously. So so Harold Varner does know how to win, as you say. He did it in Saudi Arabia. He did it in um, uh, Australia a few years prior to that. So, uh, you know, big event. So, so you have to think that it will finally click for him. And, and he just, as you mentioned earlier, he just, on the PGA Tour, he, he gets in contention and he just has some shocking sort of meltdowns, is not he? And and sort of, you know, I forget, yeah. which, I don't know if this event you're referring to, but uh, um, well, this might be another one, but he just sort of threw, threw about eight shots away in about four holes or something, didn't he, earlier this this. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was the Heritage, actually, uh, thinking about it. I, I think that was the one. Right, um, yeah. the Spieth one in the end, but he was at one point. I think he, I'm pretty sure he was, you know, in the lead by himself, you know, and and then he just threw in a couple of, you know, two or three really bad holes in a row. I think, and it, that was it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's definitely some, so there maybe some slight question marks. But then, like I say, you know, he won it. He, he's won in Saudi, so he can get over the line. It's just for whatever reason, just hasn't quite happened for him on the on home soil yet. Yeah. So I looked at it. You know, obviously initially I'm looking to. Put a line through him because you know, as I say, he just, just he's, he's someone I, I can't trust to win. But then the more I looked at him, the more everything seemed to fit. With um, again coming back to the correlating course form, you mentioned Hilton Head. He's also got two top tens at Sawgrass. Um, he, he's um, uh, local to the area. He lives in Charlotte, so he's you know sort of ninety minutes away from here. So this is a massive. Uh, uh, a massive week for him, and um, uh, y- you know he's, um, as you say, he's he's shown he can score around this course as well. So, so the more I looked at it, the more I thought, you know, this has been a, an event that's been reasonably kind to first-time winners over the years. Uh, I just thought um, he just looks to have the perfect profile for me, and um, you know he's been playing solidly through uh, through the summer. So uh, yeah, I um, perhaps against my better judgment, I uh, decided to chance him. So I'm so I'm with you on him at uh, forty to one um one point each way so um and i believe you have a um a tune not specifically for uh 
uh, for Harold, although it's a North Carolina band. So give us your next uh, musical pick. Yeah, so uh, so I love you know I I I, I was looking for you know relevant relevant bands uh, for the for the area, and there's a couple of. Uh, Couple of oh, you know my my dog likes this band as well. You know, as you <laughs> but um, the uh, the Connells seventy four seventy five was a, a bit of a one hit wonder back in the uh, back in the early nineties. Um, and I made a joke once that it was written about uh, uh, Keith Clearwater's performance in the in the British Open where he shot seventy four seventy five and missed the cut. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's a lovely little tune. Um, the Connells are from North Carolina, um, and yeah, it's. Uh, it just if you don't know it um have a listen it's just it's just a nice just a nice tune yeah no it's one it's one i do know and um uh i'm hoping it's not harold's scores on thursday and friday this week obviously you say 74 75 so <laughs> um so so when you're sitting down to listen to a bit of music um uh what uh, what tends to be uh what's your your go-to band these days what sort of thing do you do you tend to listen to um, it kind of it, it varies a lot. I mean, I kind of I flip between, and it's partly because of my day job. I, I work for a music publisher, so I have to stay kind of attuned to um, really current uh, current stuff, you know, and what's popular at the moment to some degree. Yeah. So I do listen to some current stuff, a lot of which is rubbish, but there's there's <laughs> the occasional there's the occasional gem. Um, but uh, other than that, it's kind of my it's kind of the the acts that I've uh, that I've like for a long time as kind of the the, the singer songwriters you you know the likes of your you know your Ryan Adams and and uh, you know Bruce Hornsby you know, a lot a lot of a lot of, yeah. of solo singers Bren, Brendan Benson um yeah but it, it it varies but that would be the kind of that's kind of my go to stuff I I've always kind of liked melancholic uh kind of uh acoustic rock really I suppose would be my sort of comfort comfort zone so, um, do you get so much see much live music these days, or um, you know, or did you have you in, in the past more than now? Or I've seen very little lately, to my shame, actually. Um, you know, obviously, partly you know, with with COVID, obviously, you course, know, yeah, was, yeah, there was yeah. very little live music yeah. going on, and then uh, ever since then, I've kind of struggled to get to get back out and see much. I, I did actually see, uh, I saw Fat Boy Slim earlier on this year. Uh, that was the first gig I've been to for for a long time um and that yeah it was it felt strange again actually to be packed into like a yeah a relatively small venue and, and yeah. seeing, a, seeing a gig but it was it was nice to see to see something um but yeah no i need to i need to get out and see some more stuff that actually part of the problem is down here where i live in uh in pool uh you know we don't get that many great acts you know the bournemouth you get occasionally get a half decent name in bournemouth but really not not as many as i feel like we should do so you kind of have to travel up to London if you want to see anyone, uh, anyone half decent for the most part. For sure, no, I can. Um, I've got um, I've got family living um, Seth Dorset, isn't it, Paul? So I've got family who are in um, Sherborne. I don't know how far that is from you, but that's um, so I sort of know that um, the sticks of Dorset a little bit down that. Uh, yeah, it's um, not not an easy place to travel to, is it? And as you say, it's not uh, yeah. uh, venue wise probably too much. Um, uh, going on down 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 that way, but uh, so I had, I mean, because um, uh, you probably don't know this, but when um, we were obviously first starting the pod out, and I'd have people on for the first time, like Dave and Ben Coley and what have you, uh, and Niall, I'd sort of throw a couple of questions at them about sort of uh, uh, you know their, their their music and their music taste. So I would, um, uh, so I'll ask you a couple of those questions because they've just popped into my head. So uh, mm. the first first band you ever saw. 
Um, I think the first band I ever saw, first actor, I think it was Paul McCartney. Uh, actually, Ooh. my um, my my dad was a, was a big fan of his, and and yeah, got got tickets to to a show in London, and I was probably I don't know maybe ten or eleven or something like that. Um, so yeah, I think I think that was the first one, and the first gig that I ever went to, kind of by myself or you know without my parents, mm. and I went with a friend. And I saw the Fugees in. Uh, in 90 must have been 96 97 uh right, okay. Wem wembley arena so that was uh yeah <laughs> that's, cool. that's good. quite different so yeah and um first um well i'm trying to think uh your your ear would it be sort of vinyl or morphing into cd more but first first record i'll use for one of a phrase that you ever bought oh so my so it's cassette actually for me I'll, okay. that'll, that'll <laughs> date me a little but um the, yeah the first single i ever bought was uh was mr wendell by arrested development if you know that I do. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. yeah I've yeah. still got the cassette somewhere for you know, which I've kept for kind of posterity. But um, yeah, that was that was first one. It's not a bad one actually. All things considered, could be could be a lot worse. Yeah, you you might go on with um, Tyler with this uh, rap uh, theme going on here, or sort of uh, uh, the Fugees and uh, Arrested Development, but, uh, um, and um, your dream four ball. So if you had to, uh, and this would only be golfers or musicians. Um, so not politicians, mm. really, just golfers or musicians, and they can be dead or alive. So we can suspend belief for this for a moment. So your dream four ball with you as one of them. So and, okay, well, um, you know, I've already mentioned him several times, but I put I put Ryan Adams in there just because he's probably my you know biggest uh, inspiration musically. Um, yeah, I put Tupac in there because uh, I think he'd be an interesting character to play with, and I and uh, I think he's um, for me the the, the best. The best rapper. I know it's not necessarily your bag, but um, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd be in there. And then um, for something kind of completely different, uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to throw a guy called Madian in there, who's a French kind of uh, DJ producer who, who who I really like. Um, who's you know who's kind of getting getting big now. Um, I saw him in London probably six or seven years ago, and uh, and now he's starting to really. Um, make waves you know he's nominated for a uh, for, for a grammy uh this year so he's yeah those th those would be my three from very very different uh very different areas of music okay uh is ryan adams a golfer do you have any idea is he, i don't uh... think he is actually no i don't think he is <laughs> and i think yeah, he's been cancelled recently as well so that probably doesn't help <laughs> Okay, um, we won't we won't be seeing him at uh, Pebble Beach then, alongside Bill Murray <laughs> or whatever next, next year. So, uh, um, okay, so back back to the golf and uh, back to um, the Wyndham, obviously. And um, I believe you are all going for a Canadian for your next man. Yeah, so this is a, a slight sort of you know, sort of not risky one, but this is one that you know it wouldn't surprise me if he if he sort of finishes middle of the pack and it just looks like an uninspired pick but i he's one of those players who i keep backing and i can't help myself adam svensson um mm. he's only played it once uh which was 3 years ago uh, he finished 31st which is obviously okay but in within that he shot a 61 uh so again knows how to shoot you know shoot a low round mm. here he's been playing some really solid stuff lately you know he's he's had he's been in the top 25 in five of his last six pj tour starts um mm. you know one of which the best of which was the sixth place finish uh a few weeks back um but he just feels like one of those players who's kind of his career is on a upward trajectory mm. um and i just don't want to miss out on the week that he that he wins and it, it, he's definitely one of those players who prefers these kind of shorter you know kind of more 
plot yourself around type courses. Um, so yeah, I, I I just don't want to miss out on him really. And 71, 70 to one seem seem fair enough. Yeah, no, he's, he's someone I've very much got my eye on as well. And uh, my, my big potential moment on him earlier in the year was at the Honda where he's got the link. You know, he'd won the Q school and what have you in years gone by. And yeah. uh, uh, I think he, he lives in the area and um, he uh, uh, he started really well. But uh, I think it just sort of, uh, you know, the pressure got to him or, or, or what have you on, um, I think, Saturday from memory when he'd been right up there for the first couple of days. So, uh, but uh, I've certainly been keeping an eye on him since. And um, he's got, uh, has he still got Bryson's old caddy on the back? Tim Tucker? Oh, a good question. I'm not sure. Yeah, he did for a while, didn't he? Yeah, he, he may well do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't heard he's not there, but I don't know if it was just a sort of, you know, a short-term gig, yeah. as it were. But so I remember at the time when he was on the bag, which uh, um, was certainly around that Honda time, I think, you know, Tucker was talking about sort of, you know, how much potential he had, and that was why he'd sort of t- taken uh, take, taken up with him, as it were, because um, he really thought he was going places. So um, so I agree with you. I think his time's coming, I and mean, he's obviously done enough to secure his card this year, so he's not going to be, uh, um, you know, going back to uh, uh, sort of uh, the Corn Free Finals or anything like that. So, um, yeah, this uh, this looks a pretty good good spot for him, so I can see why you, um, I can see your logic makes perfect sense. So... Um, and uh, you have another another North Carolinian band, I believe, um, to tie in. The- North, North Carolinian. <laughs> North Carolinian. North Carolinian. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is um, it's another band that I, I I liked I liked a lot growing up. Um, ben Folds Five, um, who are from uh, I think they're from Charlotte, I, I believe. Um, and yeah, they're they're kind of one of their, their classic. I believe it's their first album. Uh, the song that I'm going for is called Where's Summer Be. Um, obviously, got the, you know we're we're in the heat of the the summer here. It's a really good good song. It's got some great vocal harmonies on it. Um, uh, ben Foles is a, is a really good songwriter, I think. And again, you got that piano theme running through, which is probably why why I like it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, another local another local band which I which I wanted to 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 include. Yeah, didn't you? Um, uh, wasn't one of your uh, golfing songs based on a, a Ben Folds Five tune from memory? Or am I mentioning that? Um, no, I, I, I've, I've toyed, I've toyed with it. I haven't actually done it yet. I did I, for a, I, I, for a couple of weeks. I just played some random stuff of me playing playing uh, songs and seeing if people could guess what it was. Ah, uh, maybe that was it. Yeah, I, I yeah. knew they'd cropped up in some way, and uh, um, uh, you know, the connection to your to your yeah. Own, but I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't parodied one of their songs yet. Um, but yeah, maybe at some point, you know, uh, yeah, brick, brick would be the most obvious one to come mm. out. So I just need to think of, think about who yeah. that might be. <laughs> Is it something when you're um, again you're picking your tunes? Do you make a conscious decision? I'm guessing to think, okay, this has to be a pretty famous song that everyone's gonna know for obvious reasons. So even yeah. if you thought something really fitted really well to some sort of a random band that you or I might know or a, a, a sort of a Don Henley B-side or something, you're, <laughs> you're not going to use it basically because, you know, it's got to be something that's instantaneous. Exactly. You know, it's, it's it's always a case of finding something that's popular, but not only popular here, I try and find something that's popular kind of both sides of the Atlantic. You know, mm. I kind of I feel like my audience, if you like, uh, is kind of primarily UK and, and US. So I'm trying to find stuff that, you know, that, that will be familiar to both you know, to both parties, which is not always as easy as you think, because there, 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 there are some stuff that you kind of think, oh, that must surely that must have been big in the US as well, but they've never, never heard of it. And I, this came up recently with a friend in the states. So I was talking about the uh, the Wham song, Club Tropicana, and he had no idea what the song was. I've never heard that song before. 
I know last Christmas, but Club Tropicana, what's that? You know, uh, that's just, you know, uh, one example, but um, it does it, it does happen a lot. And actually, when I did the, the Take That song, you know, Back for Good about Anthony Kim, that was um, that was a slightly, uh, you know, tenuous one to the, to the US audience. I think that song actually got a bit of traction in the US, but Take That as a band didn't really didn't weren't really a, a, a you know big big in the US so yeah, yeah. yeah I try I do try and find something that that people will be familiar with um that's that's definitely a yeah consideration yeah no so I mean we just in relation to this pod it happens the other way around as well you know sort of American guests will pick um pick something by a sort of pretty uh big American rock band and and uh there'll be someone I've sort of vaguely heard of and and uh, they'll be amazed that I don't you know don't don't know the sort of catalog back to front inside out because you know, there's a lot of yeah. bands obviously uh, uh huge stateside and just sort of um you know never really uh cracked it cracked it over here so um yeah so so what so when you went over i mean what was it like sort of uh you, you know when you were sat there on that sort of piano at the pga tour tour show earlier in the year did you sort of was your mind thinking god this is, all, this is all a bit surreal from sort of you know 12 months ago when i just sort of decided i'd throw this tune out there on on, on the internet i mean what what, yeah. what was that experience like that whole week and obviously playing uh playing with ben as well and what have you while you're out there yeah i mean it's it's quite surreal really you know when i you know first got approached about doing that gig you know i sort of thought you know why would they want me <laughs> this guy from this guy from the UK who's just, you know, he's just doing songs on his piano at home. But, um, yeah, it was very surreal. Um, and, you know, yeah, awesome to be asked and to, and to be part of that, that, that sort of thing. And, and it was just cool to sort of walk around the show and, and bump into sort of people, you know, a lot of people that I know through, through Twitter, um, mm. you know, other kind of golf, you know, um, people in the kind of golf media um and then you know bumping into matt every and i had a long chat with him chat with him a lot about music about oasis and stuff um which is really cool and then and obviously yeah culminating in playing crazy golf with with ben arm which was yeah definitely the highlight i mean that, that was awesome you know and it was yeah just such a such a gent really to um you know to do that and that was, that was yeah definitely really that was a good good memory that for sure yeah, is he um is he done enough to get his card? Is he back on the, the main? Yeah, tour he's yeah. it's locked. Yeah, he's got it locked in. Yeah, yeah he's going to be back. He, on he won, didn't he? Did he? Did he win? I don't think he won. He won. Yeah, he won. Maybe, yeah, yeah, um, won. It was a few weeks after actually, we we yeah, had yeah. to, you know, and he, he joked about it. He was interviewed on the on Sirius. Yeah. Um, and and he joked about the fact that <laughs> that the his win against me in uh, in Crazy <laughs> Dolphin inspired him. The inspiration um, to get him back on track with the passer. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, no. So he won, and at that point, that wasn't enough to, to lock to lock up his car. But then he's had a couple of you know reasonable finishes since, which were, you know has brought him over the point threshold. So, so yeah, he'll be back on the PGA Tour, and, and obviously this is an event where where he's done well recently. So this could be an event, you know, in a year's time that we're looking at him as a as, a, as an outside pick, possibly. Absolutely, um, and uh, I'm guessing he's another who will potentially have to do the national service at some point, though. Is he, he's not done it, is he? Is I have one? a feeling. I have a feeling, you know, and I haven't actually had a conversation with him about this, but I have a feeling that he's exempt somehow, and I, and I don't know why. I it, it, it may be it's possible it's the Asian Games because I think right, okay, uh, or I might be getting confused with KH Lee. But definitely, if you win the if you win gold in the Asian yeah. Games, um, then you're exempt, um, yeah. which I'm pretty sure KH Lee did. But I don't know whether Ben Ben Arn did it or not. But I have I just have a feeling in the back of my head that he's that he's exempt from that. I don't know why. 
Right. Okay. So, so, so if anyone, anyone out there is listening, they can let us know on that one as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And uh, coming back to Matt Every, I, I reached out to him via Instagram, uh, uh, but I'm guessing he probably didn't even see it. But uh, um, he, he's not come back to me about coming on the pod yet and talking about Oasis and what have you. So, Matt, uh, if you're listening or anyone who knows Matt, then uh, uh, there's an open invitation for you to come on and talk, uh, uh, talk Oasis and uh, all, all other music. So, um, yeah, he'd be a good, he good would be a good guy because he's yeah. yeah he certainly knows you know he's a massive just a humongous oasis fan yeah uh, i've never met a bigger oasis oasis <laughs> fan than him actually um but uh and, and the, the reason that he was there at the show was he was launched well i think he'd launched it previously but he was he was exi- exhibiting there mm. with his new clothing brand which is called live forever golf mm. it's obviously you know named after the oasis yeah. song um yeah. And you know the abbreviated term which I have on their shirts is LFG, which is you know it's got got a cool thing. So it's it's actually really it's a cool brand, and it's, they seem to be growing. So I'm always kind of keeping my eye on them, and 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 because you know if we're if we're honest, his probably his peak playing days are, are behind him. You know he's had a yeah. few starts on a PGA tour, but he's struggled. You know he's he's been mm. missed. You know he's I think he's missed the cut and all the, and all yeah, the stuff. Yeah. And I'd love to see him get back to his best, but mm. you feel like he may that you, know, you, you may struggle to. To, to recap, yeah, that he's fatal and yeah, informed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'd be delighted to have him on. I could um, impress him with the fact that my first date with my wife was to see Oasis in front of about 100 people when um, just before Supersonic came out. So, awesome. uh, I, I could talk to him about those early Oasis days. So, Matt, if you're listening, come on. Uh, come on the show. Come on, as Liam would say. Um, yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, back to the golf and. Uh, um conscious we don't want to bore people all night talking about uh, uh oasis and matt every whatever so uh back to my selections and i've got one final selection um and i think you've got one left as well uh sam so uh so my final selection um i'm giving a chance to jason day uh and um i, I know any sort of bet on jason day comes with a slight health warning because of course you never know what uh uh, you know, when the back's going to flare up or, or, or the hay fever or, or, or what have you. But um, to be fair to Jason, he seems to be playing healthy again now. I know he's done a lot of work on his swing to get it to sort of um, somewhere where, uh, you know, the back uh, isn't under too much stress. So um, it's it's been, I mean, it's been a solid year for Jason on the course. I mean, not obviously anything like he's capable of, uh, but he's, um, you know, he's not to worry about making the playoffs or anything like that. Uh, of course, he's had um, uh, the very sad passing of his mum during the course of this year, which, uh, you know, understandably, I'm, I'm, I've no doubt has sort of um, uh, meant that golf played second fiddle for, a, you know, a recent period of time and, and uh, um, perhaps wasn't, his, you know, understandably his focus, uh, certainly for a, for a month or two. So, um, but um, despite that, he's, he's put some, you know, some solid form together. Uh, he's uh, only missed um, uh, one cut in his last um, uh, seven or eight starts, I think it is. So, uh, and um, he, he played nice um last week uh at the uh you see the dog agrees uh he played nicely last week uh to finish 16th at uh, the rocket mortgage uh closed with a 66 which um uh, was his best round of the week uh there wasn't any one particular stat that um 
stood out. Um, uh, uh, but um, he, he was sort of solid all round. Actually, sorry, he was 17th, not 16th. Uh, but he closed with um, a 66. And uh, uh, there wasn't one area that stood out particularly. He just did everything reasonably well. Um, and um, he's been in the mix a couple of times this year. He, he was, well, the main time was at the Wells Fargo where he held the halfway lead and then struggled on Saturday before finally finishing 10th. Um, he has talked to Wells Fargo. He's, he's won at Charlotte, which uh, obviously, um, uh, as we've already alluded to, isn't far away from here. So, uh, And, of course, we have the Sawgrass connection as well. So he's um, uh, a former Sawgrass champion and uh, a couple of other top tens over, over recent years also. So, uh, And his profile here reminded me, I mentioned it already, sort of reminded me of the way Henrik Stenson just sort of pitched up and uh, uh, and won here. And um, he, I mean, he's not played here. He's only ever played here once, well, I could see, 2008, and he missed the cup. So, um, but um, he, he's back this week. And I just, yeah, I, I just felt um, this uh, might really suit him. And um, I, I think he's on the cusp of getting back, uh, getting back to sort of something big. So uh, I think in a field, you know, we're talking, and, you know, uh, obviously we both agree on him, but we're talking about the likes of Harold Varner at uh, 40 to 1 and what have you. So uh, a proven winner like Jason Day at um, uh, 55 to 1 seemed, uh, seemed worth risking to me. So he's my last selection and um, it's one point each way on Jason Day at uh, 55 to 1. Um, is he someone you'd be keeping an eye on uh, this year, Sam? Can you see him? Uh, yeah, um... I've backed him a couple of times this year, I think. And yeah, you can definitely see him at some point just turning up, like you say, like Andrew Extension, he'll just turn up kind of slightly under the radar when you've kind of forgotten, kind of forgotten about him. Uh, and then he'll just, he'll come in, you'll be like, oh yeah, Jason Day used to be amazing, right? So he's just, it, it, at some point it'll all come together again. I've, no, I've yeah. got no doubt that that'll happen. Um, and yeah, no, every every chance it could be, it could be a week like this. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he was solid enough last week, as you mentioned. And he's got, you know, he's got the, He's got the caliber to uh, to to beat this field at a uh, canter when he brings his best stuff. So yeah, yeah. And if nothing else, it gave me a chance to get uh, just a day by feeder uh, nice. on the pod. Uh, a um, uh, a cracking tune, which um, it's one of those songs. I don't know if you know it, Sam. It's one of those songs that uh, um, I challenge people to listen to it once and not then listen to it again straight away because it's just such an infectious tune it's got to we talked about it on the pod earlier this year actually when i had jamie worsley on he picked another feeder tune but not this one i think it was this one uh and um uh, it's just got this uh, video where all of their fans uh, sort of sing along and play along and what have you. And it's just a really infectious tune and uh, it's a great video as well. So hmm. um, uh, it's, um, yeah, uh, I don't know if you know it, but uh, it's one that once you listen to once, you'll be listening to it again. So, yeah, um, sure. but, uh, uh, but yeah, so um, we, we've been through our sort of, um, you know, 16 to 1, 25 to 1, 33 to 1 picks or, or, or what have you. And, and all of our picks um, with the possible expect exception of sort of Svensson and Day are sort of right there in front of you so far. But for a, uh, the final pick between us for the week, um, you're going out on, on a limb and, and rolling the dice a bit, which is what I like to see. It's what, to be honest, I normally do with my, my final pick, but not this week. So it's a, it's over to you for the big three-digit punt, uh, Sam. Who, who have you yes. got for us? Yeah, it's nice to have a little, uh, to have one, you know, rank outsider, isn't it, in the in, in the bag. Uh, Nick Watney. Um, so I got 600 to one on him, eight places. Uh, and it really, it's just very much along the, the lines of a kind of when Davis Love uh, won here, you know, I'm kind of looking at that, you know, a sort of, you know, older player who's obviously, you know, won many times on tour, 
obviously, you know, haven't played their best stuff for, for a little while, you know, uh, to say the least. I mean, he's missed, you know, uh, before before he finished 30th last week at the, at the Rocket Mortgage, he missed his, the 12 the 12 previous cuts. So, um, yeah. obviously not a ring endorsement, but then he'd been, uh, I read an interview where he'd been working um, with, um, was it Butch Harmon or Hank Haney? I always get them confused. Uh, I know he went back to Butch. Or what, That's or, right, yeah. Back, back to Butch, Butch yeah. Year, I think, but, uh, yeah. And he's yeah, and, and obviously it, you know immediately paid off to some degree. You know he played you know thirtieth, which is a good result, and he came fifth here in in two thousand fourteen at this course. So uh, at six hundred to one, uh, you know shot in the dark. Why not, Nick Watney? Why not at six hundred to one? I mean, I actually had him. I'm hoping. Well, um, probably about be slightly miffed at missing out six hundred to one, but uh, uh, I'll be uh, all kudos and bang down to you. But I actually put him in my six to follow this year because he uh, um, produced some really good stuff at the back end of um, last year, and I thought he would be back on track and and potentially, um, you know, back in the winners' enclosure because I mean he came close at the Sandersons last year, didn't he? And uh, yeah. uh, and what you see with him, and you, you see, you know, obviously done very little over the last few years but when he has popped up with a chance he's not backed away and he was close mm-hmm. to Sanderson's played really well final day I think it was a two or three years before that when again he'd been in the doldrums for a while he, he came second at Quail Hollow again I think and uh, uh and, and again you, you know didn't back off so he's he's when he's in the mix he's he's, he's not afraid so um yeah I, I can I can still see him I mean I'm assuming well he's obviously way outside the one two five isn't he so uh bar something massive this week it's um but that's it um, he needs something he, he needs something yeah. good um I mean I'm guessing he's outside the 150 as well isn't he so he's probably sort of on um you know past champion status or something next year so um yeah know, whether he whether he go to the corn ferry finals um whether he get in the moment getting them but uh, uh i don't know so it really is as your last uh musical um selection is going to um uh lead into very nicely sort of um you know last chance saloon or, or whatever for him isn't it so that's right yeah so uh, yeah the, he last... always strikes me as a lovely guy so i really hope he does um does find something and if somehow not this week he gets some starts in the fall and finds something and um mm-hmm. yeah so um but um yeah give, give us give us the tune sam yeah so a song called now or never now uh by a band called metric uh who i, I know you said you're familiar with uh canadian band um, I know yeah. all, all of my picks have actually been, uh, you know, North North American <laughs> bands. Yeah, um, not very patriotic of me, but um, but yeah, the uh, good band. I just really like this. Just really like this tune. It's just a, it's just a good alternative rock tune. Really, it's yeah. uh, it's it immediately, you know, when it, when it, you know, kicks in at the start when the when the drums come in. You, know, you have a listen to it. It's just one of those. It's one of those good tunes. It, it's a good driving song. I would say yeah. um, it's got some it's got some nice stuff in it, you know, guitar solo and stuff. Yeah, it's um, it's my type of uh, my type of alternative rock, if you like. It's probably maybe slightly on the dad end of the spectrum, if I'm if I'm brutally honest. But that's you know, I, there's no shame in that. <laughs> no, I, I like Metric, and uh, I put um, obviously so they're a Canadian band, so we had the Canadian Open. Uh, a few weeks back and just had a bunch of Canadian music on. I had um, Monster Hospital up on, if you know that one by them, but um, uh, I don't think I do uh, actually, but I will listen yeah. to it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good tune and uh, had that on the on the pod along with the spirit of radio by rush i think showing my older uh my older rock side uh to me so um uh yeah um it's um 
great to have you back on the pod again. So, uh, and it's been great to have you on the pod, Sam. It's been um, absolute joy to talk to you about your music. A um, couple of things to do um, before we wrap up. So we give a free bet away each week. Uh, and um, uh, I'm um, of the time, so I'm not going to rattle through uh, uh, all the selections this week. But this, I had to, as soon as this one came in, it's uh, Gary Wilde has uh, picked this one. And he said to me straight away, we, we've got to have something, um, uh, something off of two-tone. Um, and um, uh, that was an obvious thing. I don't know if you remember this for your is this before your time, Sam? The two, yeah, two little, tone record label, so, a little before uh, my time, yeah. So, okay, so the late late 70s, um, there was a record label called Two Tone, which um, uh, all the sort of uh, record inners and sleeves and what have you were sort of black and white and what have you so i guess it was sort of two-tone color and it was basically all the scar music uh, so it was selector uh and madness and madness with a big um flagship band for two-tone so um uh so gary has picked one step beyond by madness on two-tone and uh obviously we have had um two two-tone wins over the last two weeks so um it's one step beyond by madness well done gary um five pound bet coming your way for this week um so um yeah um that's pretty much a wrap uh, just uh remind us first of all of uh, your bets for the week uh, sam yeah so uh from from the top so seabu kim 28 to 1 uh then russell henley 30 to 1 harold varner 40 to 1 adam svensson 70 to 1 and then of course that shot in the dark nick watney 600 to 1 Go brilliant nick. And uh, my picks, uh, Shane Lowry, so uh, right at the uh, top end of the betting, Shane Lowry at 16 to 1, uh, with you on Siwoo at 28, um, Brian Harmon at 40s, um, again with you on Harold Varner at 40s, and then finally Jason Day at 55 to 1. Um, and um, remind us of your musical picks for the playlist. Yeah, so my musical picks are kicking off with Kim by Ryan Adams. Uh, then we've got the, the End of the Innocence uh, by Don Henley. Then uh, the Connells, uh, classic 74, 75. Uh, ben Folds 5, Where's Summer B? Um, and then lastly, a Metric, Now or Never Now. Brilliant. And my um, just two musical picks for me this week, because I've given the floor to Sam. Um, so two musical picks for me. Uh, Holiday by Green Day, in honour, obviously, uh, uh, the Wyndham Holiday brand. Uh, and um, Just a Day by Feeder for um, Jason Day. And then we have the, uh, uh, the winning bet selection, um, which is One Step Beyond by Madness from the two-tone record label. So um, that, as they say, is pretty much a wrap. Um, Sam, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on. Um, I'm hoping very selfishly that tennis is cancelled again at some point in the next uh, uh, next six months or so, or a few months, so we can get you back on again. So uh, uh, you're welcome anytime tennis is off. Um, and um, What's on the um, horizon for you? I mean, well, two things. Where can everyone sort of find your stuff? Um, if anyone wanted to sort of um, uh, book you for a song or, or what have you, how do they, you know, are you available for that kind of thing? And uh, what, what's on the horizon for you? Should we be listening any exclusives you can give us? Or, or yeah, so well, so uh, you can listen to any of my songs that I've done at YouTube. My channel is Sam Harrop Music. Uh, and yeah, you can contact you can contact me through through Twitter. My, my details are on there if you... If anyone should want to book book uh, a golf paradist for any reason, you know, uh, I've had a couple of uh, a couple of random ones, so you know, always always open to to new stuff. And in terms of what's on the horizon, I can't unfortunately I can't do any big spoilers. There's there's something that uh, I'm hoping might come off 
next month, uh, you know, in September. Um, in conversations at the moment, I won't say what event it is, but sure, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping that happens. Could be will definitely be the biggest thing that I've that I've done to date. So uh, keep your fingers crossed for me. <laughs> yeah, well, we will do. And you, you heard it fit here first, guys. And um, uh, just uh, remember your old mate Sundog on the pod when uh, you know <laughs> you, you, when you're sort of uh, um, playing. Uh, you, you know, the sort of World Golf Hall of Fame uh, introduction for, uh, you know, one of the big names. Or whatever I'll give you a shout out, don't worry. Yeah, give me a shout out. So uh, brilliant. Um, Sam, as I say, it's been fantastic to have you on. Um, and um, uh, as I say, hopefully uh, have you back again in, in the future at some point. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, my name is Martin Matthews. You can find me at Sundog Monkey on Twitter. Um, you can follow the pod at the Golf Alter Pod. Uh, and please do um, uh, remember to uh, pop onto Apple. If you're listening on Apple, give us a five-star review um, and a uh, five-star rating and a review. Really um, important to help the pod grow. So um, so thank you very much, everyone. Um, good luck with your bets this week. Bet responsibly. Uh, and um, we'll see you all again next week. And don't forget to turn the music up loud. And thank you very much and good night.